great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. With me starting off this show, Rita Cosby, who you just finished listening to, and Frank Morano, who will be coming up at 1 a.m. We are just minutes into Friday, November 18th, and I have asked both of them to join me at the top of the show because it is Rita Cosby's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rita. Happy birthday to you. Rita. Dominic, thank you. You you know that we love you to death, and Frank has been in on this all day long with me. And the disguise, how we got Rita to do this, and Frank can back me up on this, is we told you that we wanted to discuss former President Donald Trump. And, you know, I'm always ready to talk about Trump. <laughs> and, you know, so funny. we have been so busy today. Dom, first of all, Dom, Frank, everybody, you guys, thank you for the birthday wishes. I've been so busy today, as you guys know. It's been a crazy busy news day. We started the day off, Dom, giving away turkeys, as wow. we were doing with St. Francis Food Pantries. And, of course, John and Margot Katsimatidis and the gang. So we had an early day. So it's been like rapid fire, and it's like, like, you're right. It's my birthday. You know, I've been like, I've been in work mode all day. So how great to be able to start it with you. Dom, thank you. This is a great surprise. I was like, great. I Dom said, come join us. Come join me and Frank. I was like, of course, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. I always love being with you guys. So I'm like, anytime I can talk about you guys and Trump. I'm ready to go, so but, Frank, but it's we, even we, better that it's a we, birthday. <laughs> we were able to keep this away from Rita. That, that's we had a right. little surprise. That's right. We have uh, we have some cake and cupcakes, which uh, are in the kitchen, which uh, hopefully you'll you'll enjoy, and hopefully all of your wishes come true. And I think everybody listening knows uh, you as a terrific journalist, won every award there is in journalism, best-selling author, and a real fighter for uh, veterans and for patriotic causes. But what uh, I don't think a lot of the audience has an appreciation for is uh, what a great person you are and what a great coworker you are. Amen. Uh, you're the, the first person to uh, try to lift someone's spirits to talk to everybody, whether they're uh, syndicated on 500 stations or work here part time. And uh, the the fondness that you have for people that you interact with on a daily basis is evident to everybody that knows you. And you make our lives better uh, for having for being in it. So it's great to know you. And I can't think of anybody that's more deserving of having all their wishes come true. Oh, you guys, thank you. Frank, first of all, I love working with you and Dom. I love working with both of you guys. This, to me, is such a great way to ring in the birthday. I've been kind of low-key because I've been so busy this year. It's not It's not a biggie. There's no zero on the end of it. <laughs> That's coming up in two years. But, you know, it, it, we've all get, we get so busy. We've been doing so mm, much yes. stuff. And, and, and yes. it's been, I feel like I'm still covering the elections. It's like, oh, man, we're going to Thanksgiving. So this is, this is a great surprise. I'm really, truly surprised. And, well, and I, I just want to know who baked the cake. Did Frank bake the cake? Or Carlos, did Matt or Carlos Ken Bakery or in Times or? Square. Carlos Bakery oh, in Times Square. Right. Uh, but Alex Barnard, who's out sick, was in charge of your card. So we've all signed your card, but Alex has it home with him sick. So, oh, my goodness. So, well, then, that's in the mail. Do your I have to disinfect it when I get it? Because <laughs> hey, it has, Rita, like, and so on it? A- a- Alex was in on this. The entire staff, everybody oh. went over and above because... Frank just said it best. The bottom line is we love you and you have a heart of gold and you will do anything to help another human being. 
and we just want to acknowledge you. So Absolutely. now that, that you've turned 21 oh, today. You. Legal. Now, now I can drink. Now I'm allowed to drink, Dom. <laughs> you know, now what, I'm allowed. What, and, you know, Frank and I, we, we can certainly relate to the fact, and I, I know the public may say it's strange, but we give so much and work so hard that birthdays almost become an afterthought mm-hmm. when you don't even realize that it's that it's here. I do, so and you know what? what? That's what I feel today? this year because I am working. I'm actually, as you know, I mean, I'm with you guys now, which is not work. It's I love you guys, so this is great. And then I am going to be on um, in just a few hours again, of course, on my show, Ten to Midnight. Um, right. And I'm going to see some friends. I have some friends coming in town this weekend and some others. So it'll be a nice weekend, but I'll be working for a bit of it, too, because I love what I do. Mm-hmm. So to me, you know, every day is a birthday when you get to do what you love and be with people you love. Um, and, and you know, I'm I'm happy. I, I, I'm at the greatest station in the world here at WABC. I have my great, great colleagues <laughs> that I adore. I'm talking about Trump, and, and now they're investigating Hunter Biden, so I got a birthday gift, you know? <laughs> That's the best gift of all. Hey, hey, Rita, before I wrap up your, your birthday uh, segment here, you you know that Frank Morano loves you because Frank is always between 12 and 1 a.m. working aggressively <laughs> to get ready for the other side of midnight. And he put all of that aside because well, he felt that it was more important to say happy birthday to you. And he sang. By That's the way, right. I don't think I've heard of all the time. And <laughs> I've known I've known both of you guys. You guys are two of my favorite people in the world, and you know that. And I've heard Dom. I've heard Dom sing, and he also has danced. By the way, I don't oh, mean boy. to brag. I think I can dance to Motown better than Dominic, but that's a whole other story, right? It's right. a whole other story. <laughs> all, remember, they used to film us when they were streaming. It was like, Dom, take it away. I'm like, all right. But we had so much fun. And I always love being with you. So when Dom's like, come on, I'm like, how great. Of course, like old times. Um, and Frank, I adore you too. Well, I've known likewise. you for so likewise. long. And to be able to, to have this surprise, I'm totally surprised you guys. I'm sort of sitting here like, you know, like, in a, you know, I'm in work mode and this is just, it's a joy to be with two of the greatest people and greatest broadcasters and how lucky am I that I'm with you guys every night. Happy birthday, Rita. We love you and uh, it's great to work with you. It's great to see you every day. Thank you guys so much and I can't wait to try the cake. Uh, there's no, is there any, is there like a saw in uh, it or anything like when you're in prison so you can break out? Anything like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Rita and we're going to let Frank uh, go back to getting ready for the other side of midnight. We're going to permit you to go home we want you to enjoy your special day. I know you're working later on today with your regular show. But today, Rita Cosby, it is all about you. Happy birthday. Oh, I love you, Dom. Thank you so much for the birthday greetings. And, Frank, I love you, too. Love you, you too, guys. Rita. Thank you. The best in the business, Dom and Frank. Dom, I'll and see you in 45 minutes, my friend. Okay, sounds wonderful. And, of course, Kenneth was in on this and Matt Blaze and Alex Bernard and and everybody wanted your day to be special. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby. I'm going to so get now, all of them. I'm going to get all of those sneaks. I'm going to get all of them. And when, and when I see you next, I'm going to get you too, Dominic Carter. This, you too. This really was a real covert Navy SEAL it was, operation. It was. I've been so busy the whole time. I didn't, you know, not a tip. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is a great surprise. Dom, I love you. And thank you for the great birthday wishes, my friend. Of course, and you have a uh, great morning. Get some sleep, and I look forward to listening to you at 10 p.m. tonight. Thank you very much, Rita, and happy birthday. And to all of the folks, I get all the emails. How come you and Rita and Frank don't do your cross-sections anymore? So now there you have it. We just did one. Happy birthday, Rita Cosby, and enjoy your special day. Thank Dominic you, Carter, you, of course, with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This morning's program, we have a lot of topics to get to, and of course, we will be taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So, The headline still seems to be former President Donald Trump. Two of the top officials from his administration have come out against him running for the presidency again, calling for new leadership and a president who is not constantly claiming victimhood. As I told you folks before, it is now in the eyes of many payback time from the media to, frankly, some officials 
that were in the uh, Trump administration. So these statements are made by former Vice President Mike Pence and former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the 58-year-old Pompeo who served as Trump's chief diplomat from 2018 through 2021, tweeted, we need more seriousness, less noise, and leaders who are looking forward, not staring in the rearview mirror claiming victimhood. Pence, for his part, says that he thinks Republicans will have better choices in 2024, and he's confident Republican primary voters will choose wisely. But the bottom line is this, folks. Uh, Mr. Pence may run. It sounds like he wants to run. He just doesn't have the magic to be the president of the United States. And so maybe maybe he will declare his candidacy, but it's it's just not going to work. We are, at least for him in terms of uh, running, we are going to open the telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And again this morning, I will state that we have got to do something with the mentally ill. An axe-wielding man enters the New York Times building in Manhattan with an axe demanding to meet with the political staff. A disgruntled 32-year-old man armed with a sword and an axe walked into the lobby of the New York Times building in Midtown Thursday. 8th Avenue between 40th Street, West 41st Street, around 1215 uh, PM, and he demanded to speak to someone in the paper's political section. When building security denied his entrance, he calmly handed over the sword and axe and waited for police to arrive. Taking the Mount Sinai West for a psychiatric evaluation, and uh, we the charges are pending. But folks, we have got to do something about the mentally ill problem. Okay, Dominic, be more specific. You already know what I'm stating. We have got to create more hospital beds, and it's not its not compassionate, it's not humane to continue to let these individuals just wander around doing God knows what. I mentioned last night as well the snow in Buffalo. Oh, boy. Well, the Sunday's uh, Bills-Browns game, which was uh, slated for Buffalo and Orchard Park, has been moved to Detroit, Fort Ford Field in Detroit. And uh, as much as three to six feet of snow are, is expected to be dumped on western New York uh, up until uh, Saturday it is a mess. And uh, there's going to be a change of power, right? The uh, the House, uh, Nancy Pelosi, won't be in the Democratic leadership role after the GOP uh, takes the majority. And I'm going to go to Corey and Rockland in just one second. Pelosi made the announcement, and um, a local person from Brooklyn and Queens, uh, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, is the heavy favorite to become the next party's leader, right? Now, you may not like Jeffrey's uh, politics, but here's something I want you folks to think about. Maybe, maybe the silver lining in Hakeem Jeffries becoming the minority leader, should it come to that, is maybe... New York will benefit more. What do you mean, Dominic? Well, think about this for a second, folks. You've got Schumer from New York as the Senate Majority Leader. You're going to have Hakeem Jeffries as the House Minority Leader for Democrats, each individual from New York. So 
while you may not like their politics, the way I look at it is that there has to be some benefit from New York with the two top dogs on the Democratic side being New Yorkers. So keep keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Let's start with the telephone calls. Corey and Rockland, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Dominic. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. I'm well, and I hope you're well. I am. So uh, I wanted to just um, make a comment and then also ask uh, ask your expertise. Maybe you know uh, how this would work. Let's say, um, all right, we set up, investigate, impeach Biden. Let's just say it gets to that. Uh, Biden's impeached. Kamala Harris would then take the seat as president? Would that be correct with that? He's 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 not going to, he being the president he, of the United said, States. Right, repeat him like then removed, like in a he, removal. He's not, he's not, he may be uh, impeached in the House the way Mr. Trump was, but he will not be removed as president because Democrats control the Senate. That's not going to happen. Okay. Let's so say it's, it's not, you get a Joe Manchin. I, I, I kind of I'll, I'll go on a little maybe on a little bit of an outside. You're probably I, I see what you're saying, and and that's probably the most likely situation, right? But let's say we get a Joe Manchin or something like that, and then uh, you know, it, it does happen. Uh, Kamala would take the the seat as president. If if Mr. Uh, Biden is removed, yes, she's she's the first in and, line to become president. But and, they, they but you wouldn't get uh, Joe Manchin to to flip because the Democrats would give him any goodies that he wants for his district or or uh, uh, any any priorities of his that would be number one on the table for Democrats. So that would sure. never happen. It's not going to happen. Know, yeah. They they, yeah, they yeah. may impeach him. The House may impeach him. And I don't even know if they can do that because the majority is so slim that they have. Right, right. The yeah. same I, way that a Democrat. I, I see that. But 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 we'll we'll see what uh what what happens. Corey, thank you for the call, and you have a beautiful uh, morning. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Uh, hi there. Um, hi. It's great to talk to you and hear you and that little uh, birthday. You guys did for uh, Rita, so deserving and heartwarming. Yes, uh, yes but I just want to say, um, you know, given the fact that now um, China is already like invaded the um, uh, the the safe zone into Taiwan and put on in writing their um, intentions of not only uh, their desire to take over. United States, but our allies, Japan, India. Um, I mean, I, I just don't believe that you not that Americans, no matter what your party is, can believe that if we put in a different president. I mean, President Trump already has a total foundation, and he has the executive um, strategic mind to uh, negotiate and bring us through this, hopefully it won't be too late by the time he gets there. Do you really think a governor just from any state, okay, let's just say DeSantis really wants to go into the presidency and be in a very high likelihood of a kinetic war with China? I think that any politician in America... Susan, with the opportunity to become president of the United States, no matter the circumstances, are going to go for it. And I just I just want to say this. Remember when George W. Bush was the governor of Texas? He was all but already anointed the president of the United States. Lord knows that happened with Barack Obama. Uh, the, the media decided uh, that they were in love with Obama. He could do no wrong. He became president of the United States. And so they, I see a little bit of that happening, Susan, with Governor DeSantis. I don't know if he's ready yet. Uh, we know that he's not really tested. 
Um, but I think no matter what the circumstances may be, uh, whether it's China or any other important issue, uh, if if he sees a path to victory, he, uh, that is DeSantis, he is going to take it. Well, can I just say one more thing? I mean, if you remember in 2015, Scott Walker, the governor of Wisconsin, was all the buzz. Uh, he was the media star when they went to Iowa. Ever, you know, that was. I mean, Trump was there, but he was sort of, you know, he was very much in the background, and no one took him seriously. So I just feel that Donald Trump is a he's like a Winston Churchill, uh, one, you know, in a generation or a, a person that we are in such peril. I mean, this is not like when George Bush or Barack Obama came into office. Things were happening. But right now we're talking about a kinetic war with China. OK, that that is we, we are on the brink and I don't believe we want someone to go in there that has to be onboarded and find out where the West Wing is and the Rose Garden and get their family settled. We need someone who will be is tested. This is Susan, not those times that you discussed. Susan, I, I hear you and I agree with you and I thank you for your call. But I, I want to leave your call with this thought. I want you to re- keep this in mind that half the country could not disagree with you more, that they would rather have anyone but Mr. Trump. I agree with you. He's the man for the time, for the time that we're in and for the job, but half the country would rather have anyone else except Donald Trump. That That's how polarized our politics are. Thank you for the call, Susan, and I hope that you have a uh, great morning. Let's go to Michael, our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. Did I hear the news correctly? Bragg wants to release, change, what does he want to release and let go 100 or something convicted criminals? Not Did once to, he, he, he's going to do it. Uh, his his point of view, and and I'm I'm torn on this, Michael, uh, it, because he, he out of his go, mind. Wait, 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 wait. His point of view is that, or at least to listen to his argument, corrupt these two corrupt uh, detectives. From his point of view, are behind these convictions. And that he he's given no other choice but to throw out these cases, and uh, this comes on the same day that Queens District Attorney uh, Melinda Katz also threw out a a murder conviction, and so I'm torn, and here's why I'm torn, and then I'll let you have your say, Michael. Right now, Mr. Bragg is the wrong person at the wrong time to be doing this. Because, let's face it, we're all scared to death of what he may do next to coddle criminals and not protect the public. Go ahead, Michael. You called me pessimistic? Looking at these things that are happening, you're telling me that you're not pessimistic? That you're actually optimistic that the city is going to survive? Tell me and the rest of the audience, yes, I am optimistic. I believe things are going to get better in New York and everything will be straightened out because I don't believe you're you're capable of saying that. I think, truthfully, you are just as pessimistic as I am. You just don't want to admit it because nobody in their right mind could possibly think that things are going to get better. It's only going to get worse. In the short term, it will get worse. But ultimately, and I will say it, things will get better. And the reason why I say that, uh, with the great honor uh, in the morning uh, yesterday to be with Mr. Katsimatidis and Sid Rosenberg and Rita and Curtis as as he gave out turkeys and uh, enough to feed uh, 171,000 people citywide, 
to to Michael to engage. I'm coming back to your point now to engage with the police officers and commanders that that I had the opportunity to chat with uh, at this event. I, my bet is on them. I I really believe that Governor Hochul's hand may not be forced in the short term, but uh, she says around the budget, we'll see that her hand is going to be forced on on bail reform. And I do believe, Michael, things will get better. I, I don't in the short term. No, but ultimately we're going to be forced to get someone like a Rudy Giuliani as mayor and things will turn around. You have absolutely no hope before I move on. Absolutely none. I think that you're wishing, hoping and praying. But from what I see, it's only going to get worse. The city will die. And my advice to anybody who is afraid of crime, you have every right to be, get the hell out of the city. Move. Believe it. The city is gone. There's no hope. Well, Michael, um, I thank you for your telephone call. And my friend, I, I hope that you have a good morning. And let, let's hope and pray that you're wrong. Let's hope and pray. I think even you would want to hope and pray that your assessment is wrong. But thank you for the call. Let's go to Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, um, Hakeem Jeffries is my congressman here in Canarsie, Brooklyn. Um, he is an absolutely woke politician. He's the son of radical Leonard Jeffries, okay, and that's reflective in his no, politics. No, he, he's not the son. He's the nephew. The nephew. Okay, the nephew. Okay. Well, he's continuing in that radical tradition. Um, he's done nothing for Canarsie. I've lived here for 59 years. The neighborhood's gone to hell under his watch. If you go to the business district here, half the businesses are out, okay? The crime is rampant. Uh, graffiti is everywhere. Uh, they come down my street, my quiet little street, 70 miles an hour. Nothing is done. I have reached out to him uh, over the years for things. I've never gotten a response. I uh, actually sent an email, and I got some kind of form letter thing sent back to me. Um, he he's going to be like AOC is in her community, okay, which is basically a non-entity, okay? He's no just no appeal. one. Hey, Norman, no one can be that bad. No one. No, as, as AOC. I, think, I think Hakeem Jeffries can be that bad because I suspect that he's not as intelligent as AOC. Um, oh, he's I, a very smart guy. I know him well, and I know him personally. He's a very okay. smart guy. Well, then you should tell him to do something about Canarsie. Okay, I've never seen him in the damn community. Never. Okay, um, he gets elected because uh, voting is so low around here. Okay, I certainly didn't vote for him uh, in the, the previous election. Um, he asked Curtis about him. Okay, because Curtis comes from the same community as I do. Okay, and he'll tell you all about Hakeem Jeffries. Okay, um, nothing. It, he's he, he's not running. He's not serving his constituents. He's absolutely okay. not. And um, he's not going to do a damn thing, um, you know, in the government, in the so, whatever, okay. you know, so, serving so, as so, the. So, so wait, Norman, I, I, I get it. You're not you're not a fan of Mr. Jeffries. No, I'm not it. a fan of oh, his. OK, I, I got that part. And, and I'm late for a break. But you're okay. not willing to even acknowledge that with Schumer as the Senate majority leader and Jeffries as the House minority leader, that it should conceivably mean more bacon for New York? No, it's going to be worse. Wow. He's going to he's going to eat because he's going to show how how wonderfully woke and how wonderfully progressive we are and uh, we'll do nothing for crime. Uh, you know, he's no, but, I, but, I, but I didn't ask you about crime. I said bacon. Right. In other words, delivering no, money. No, I don't think he's going to do a damn. I don't think he's going to do a damn okay. thing. I mean, right. who knows? Maybe he's going to support more people to collect welfare checks. That's what, and sit on their butt and smoke pot, and, and which it seems to be that's all the young people around here do. He's not. He's okay. not going to do a damn thing. Community's going to go to hell. It's already going to hell. And uh, you know, he has me for fifty nine years uh, looking to bolt to Florida. And you okay. know, it's not him. But it's it's basically, you know, Hochul being reelected 
And I, I got no, you, Norman. Uh, I got you. Thank no, you very much for the call. I, I've got to take a break. Folks, coming up at uh, 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. At 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. When we come back, more of your telephone calls from Flushing to New Jersey, Brooklyn, Queens, Boston, Staten Island, and Oceanside. WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back taking your telephone calls on this Friday morning. Also, a point as it relates to Lee Zeldin. He, he had to give up his seat uh, in Congress uh, in Suffolk County to run for governor, and he is apparently eyeing a run for chair of the Republican National Committee. Following his uh, shockingly close race against Governor Kathy Hochul, he says he's seriously considering it. Uh, the, the calls for him to challenge the incumbent RNC chair, Ronna, Mc, Ronna McDaniel, and um, it may not be a bad idea. He certainly got the fight in him, in him. What I liked about Zeldin during the campaign is some of his positions were not very popular in New York State with Democratic voters at all. And he didn't do the political thing and run from from them. He brought DeSantis into town knowing that in Democratic New York State, that would not be a move that would play uh, too well. He did not completely run away from uh, President Trump. And so, you know, he may make for an excellent chair of the RNC. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Elliot from Brooklyn. Good morning, Elliot. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I just want to tell you that I usually work late in the office, um, and I'm always listening to you on the way home, and I really, really love your politics. And well, Thank um, you. I was listening to an exchange that you had with a caller, and I think it like summed up perfectly how he said that um, – President Trump is. We need him to go straight in. We don't. We don't. We can't waste time. We or whatever. We need someone who knows Washington, knows exactly what they need to do. And the way you said, I agree with you. But when half the country hates you, that's a tough price to pay. And I just love the fact that that line just like summed it up, and it shows that you really understand like what the issues that are going on. And having said that. I just was wondering, like, how you were saying how, like, we need, like, a Rudy Giuliani type. Have you ever considered being that Rudy Giuliani type? I'm saying I I love your politics. I I think that you would make a great mayor. Is that something that you would consider doing? Well, Elliot, uh, thank you for the call. There there are two problems with that. One, I think I would get nauseous with all the phone calls that you have to make begging for money, raising money. That's number one. Number two, I I would not be a good phony. So what what do I mean by that? I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. I would call in black leaders and Latino leaders. And right after I won the election, and I would say, you better send the message out to your people that Mayor Carter is not playing. You cross the line, you will be arrested. I will not listen to your to your civil liberties arguments. I have zero compassion for it. I, I so this is why I couldn't do it because I would I and of course the other communities as well, but in particular the black and Latino community, I would say the nonsense stops right now. And if you think I'm playing, try me. And that's something that that would not go over well. And then I would call in my police commissioner and I would show up almost on a daily basis to a roll call around the city. And I would say, you tell my officers that they do what they got to do, but shut it down. The nonsense stops now. And their mayor has their back at City Hall each and every day. 
So so whenever there's a questionable incident, I would do just like Giuliani. The officers get the benefit of the doubt until until something is, is proven to, to go the other way. So, Elliot, I, I don't know if I'd be a good politician because um, uh, particularly in communities of color, they would not want to hear my message. And my message would be shut it down. And shut it down now. Do you know how we are looking to other communities? This is not going to happen on my watch. That would be my position. And again, Elliot, I I, I don't think I could stomach begging people uh, for money all day long. But thank you very much uh, for the uh, telephone call. Let's go to Neil on Staten Island. Good morning, Neil. What's on your mind? Morning, Dominic. Uh, well, before I say what I was going to call for, I love what you said, Schumer bringing home the bacon for New York. Yeah, he brought home the bacon, Dominic. It used to be two ninety nine a pound. Now it's six ninety nine a pound. That, uh, that's a good point. Of... That that that's a good point, Neil. Uh, what I really want to talk about was when you mentioned originally about the lack of hospital beds for the mentally ill. You know, there's a lack of hospital beds for everybody in the city. I had to go into the hospital. I was in the ER for a, a day and a half before they found a bed for me. And I know people that had been in the ER for three days before they got a bed. And some people have been in there, and they were treated there. They couldn't get a bed. So there's a lack of hospital beds for the sick. And for the mentally ill, I don't think there's any will to build the hospital beds. I mean, well, we're going to spend $600 million on migrants. I mean, that's money that could be used for something like that. But Agreed. I, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't think it will ever be built because there's no will to do it, and there's certainly no money anymore to do it. The money's being spent on all sorts of nonsense. Agreed. That's right. Agreed. You, 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 you're correct. You're correct. Oh, the migrants! The migrants are coming. Uh, let, we got to build a tent city. Oh, we're going to put it in uh, 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 Orchard Beach. Oh, 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 Mr. Mayor, it rains there. You know, we can't put it there. No, no, no. We're fine. We're going to put it there. Oops. We got to move it. Randall's Island. Oops, the migrants don't want to stay in a tent city. The migrants want to be um, uh, uh, wined and dined at, at some of the hotels of Manhattan. Who in their right mind would pay for something like that? And see, that's another reason why I would never go into politics. Because my answer would be, they. and see, this is not politically correct. <laughs> my answer would be, they're going in the shelter system, and they're not even going to the best shelters. Um, that's reserved for Americans. They go wherever we have spare space, and if we run out of space, I understand what the state constitution and so on says, but good luck with that. That that would be my my approach and my attitude. But but you know but but when but when you become mayor of New York, and you think you're on your way to Washington to become president, these are the things uh, that that happen. You know, when, when it's, to be honest with you, when it's more important to hang out at the nightclubs and look at me and I'm a star and um, everything that comes with that, that th- these are the things that happen. Neil, I thank you for the call. You're right about the hospital beds and in general. But as far as the mentally ill, I mean, so I cover politics for a living, right? And I've been doing this for close to 40 years. This man showed up with, with a sword and an axe at the New York Times asking to talk to someone in the paper's uh, politics sec- uh, section. It is outright scary what is going on. Miguel in Flushing, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's always great to talk to you. Thank um, you. I feel the same way. And- Thank you. If you were the mayor, I would want to be the police commissioner so we can lock these people up because I agree with Michael, even though I I don't want to because I want to have hope for New York, but New York is gone. When you look at who's coming in now, Hoku we're going to have for four years, Eric Adams, maybe three years unless they find something out a scam or whatever, something that's going on or a scandal, because who knows? He's doing way too much partying, and something is going to come up there. This happened with, with the mayor in Detroit. I could see something coming up with him. But New York with, with the electorate, and then you have 
Uh, also, uh, Akeem Jeffries is woke. He's not going to do anything. There's no bacon coming in. We're going to be in a, a, what is it, a $12 billion hole next year. I mean, what money is going to come in? There's crime everywhere. We have 10 rats for every person in New York. We have the streets are dirty. There's garbage everywhere. You walk around New York, it's, there's nothing good that you can mention. I remember when the city was so great under Giuliani and Pataki. What was the difference? We had Republican leadership. We had real leadership. Now we have woke. We have people who don't care, who rather defend criminals than the people on the street. The other day I was on the way to work. I was an hour and a half late. Someone was pushed on the train in front of a one train. And on the other side of 42nd Street, there was a smoke condition. You cannot get uptown unless you took the bus. And there was traffic everywhere. It was raining. The city is a mess. And Michael from New Jersey is right. Get out as soon as you can. Well, Miguel, I I hear you, and uh, I thank you for the call. And I have to just hope uh, that the city's best day is not uh, behind us, but in front of us. And with the things can turn around immediately. And one one of the worst things that's ever happened to America is this woke culture and in particular one of the worst things ever to happen to the black community is this woke culture yes thank you for the call miguel because it, it sends the message that you are a permanent victim and there are no consequences no responsibility on your part uh it's society's uh role to take care of everything for you which is absolutely ridiculous we have got to take a break when we come back the chronicles of dominic carter coming up at top of the hour 1 a.m frank morano and the other side of midnight and more of your telephone calls from brooklyn new jersey staten island queens boston raleigh north carolina and oceanside wabc when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Unbelievable. A correction officer seriously attacked at Rikers Island, an accused murderer, allegedly beat the city correction officer, knocking out 10 of the officer's teeth. The officer was searching for contraband just after 3 p.m. Wednesday when the 23-year-old suspect, 23, his name Julius Allen, accused of murder, 23 years old, allegedly started hitting him in the face, knocking him down to the floor, Two other officers managed to restrain Allen and stop the attack, but not before 10 of the officer's teeth were knocked out. Photos show the officer also has a large wound on his head, which was treated with stitches. He also has a bruised eye. Folks, do we ever stop and think about this officer's life, this correction officer? will never be the same again after having 10 teeth knocked out. This is the world that we live in. And when I say wokeness being uh, one of the worst things that's happened in America, this is exactly what what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Dominic, first of all, I have to thank you for um, helping me out with my, my problem, my, my family problem. That, that You don't know how close 
um, I was just giving up on everything, like just screaming and wanting to hurt people in my mind. And just listening to you, you know, and, and, and knowing that that's not what I wanted to do. But for that moment, I felt like I wanted to kill somebody. I'm not a murderer, but I just want to say thank you. And number two, I will be leaving Brooklyn tomorrow morning, going to Georgia. And I won't be listening because I think I need a brain break. Last thing. <laughs> folks that actually, folks that actually um, has comments in regarding to um, Hakeem Jeffrey. I have no idea who this gentleman is. He's he's our congressman. He's in my district. And the young people that were listening, they told me to ask you, why is it that people are so much against him? Is it because of his name or his color? And I said, it's not it's not something like that. It's something you have to ignore. Because thank you for um, picking up for him. But he's a good guy. And thanks for taking my call. I'm going to miss you, but I'm not going to call in. I need a break. I, I have a funny feeling you will be uh, calling in. And I have a little bone to pick with you, Audrey. Mm. You told me that the young people that you had uh, that started listening to the show would call in. We're still waiting for their calls. Well, give them, give them a chance. Give them a chance. G- give them a chance? Yes, okay. Yes. Well, exactly. I, I mean, listen, um, most of our audience may not agree with Mr. Uh, Jeffrey's uh, politics, um, it's not a good look when you consider um, who who his uh, uncle is, you know, uh, and and his past up at City College. I know you're going to say that's the past, um, and Hakeem Jeffrey should be judged individually, uh, and, and that is true. Let let's see let's see what happens. Let let's see what happens, and let's see if Schumer Jeffries can bring home the bacon. For New York, because at the end of the day, perhaps that's the bottom line. I I don't agree with all this wokeness, Audrey. I really don't. I think you know I don't. And Audrey, another thing I have to correct: you're a winner, so you're you're you are not going to do anything that's detriment uh, to you or or your family's name. You're, you're a winner, so I'm not worried. You might have been down, but you'll never be completely out. And and that's the way it is for all of us. But but God bless you, Audrey. Enjoy enjoy your trip to Florida. And I have a funny feeling I'll I'll be hearing from you. But I believe you're going to Atlanta, correct? Yeah, I'm going. I'll be um, flying into Atlanta, but I'm going to Kennesaw. Uh, my cousins are all over except for Atlanta. It's like going to New York if you go to Atlanta. I want right. to be, I want to be with the country people. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, enjoy your trip, and thank you for the call, Audrey. Let's go from Brooklyn to Boston. Our friend Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. Hey there, Dominic. Um, first of all, I hope Audrey has a wonderful getaway. I feel so bad for all the hurt her heart has been dealing with, and I, I hope the getaway will do her good and um, look forward to hearing her back. Um, quickly, Dominic, I, I looked into something today. You might remember I've brought this case up before. It was the case of the woman that was carjacked in broad daylight down in um, New Orleans. Yes. And a uh, 73-year-old woman on a beautiful little side street walking out of an insurance company where she worked and had carjacked, pepper sprayed, beat in the face. Um, she couldn't get out of her seatbelt. And so she was there for as this young person was driving away in her car with um, a guy with three girls in the car you know, carjacking her. This woman was literally dragged to her death, her clothes ripping off as she went down the road, and then her arm was ripped off. And she lay there bleeding to death where she died in the middle of the road, naked as neighbors and people came to comfort her and cover her up as she died. The reason I brought that up again, I it haunted me, Dominic. There was something so horrific, so subhuman about it, you know? And I... I looked to see if they were going to be charged as adults. And by God's grace, they are, for whatever good will come of it. Three 15-year-old females. And the 17-year-old male, I, the reason I brought it up, I wasn't even going to call, but I thought of what you guys were just talking about with the cases being dropped and Melinda Kessler and the murder, the whole thing, okay, with Alvin Bragg and those cases. This, this creature that did this to this woman, you know what his record was, Dominic, at 17 years old? He had 25 prior arrests. How, how did these sound? Armed robbery, possession of a firearm, auto theft, flight from an officer. He had 18 car break-ins that he committed while he was supposed to be on um, home confinement uh, for an armed home invasion that he committed. Okay? 
over 25 charges, all violent. You know, you, you heard them, armed robbery, possession, firearm, armed okay? Do you want to tell it, me? It doesn't surprise me, Jennifer. And okay. I, I, I mean, I know it's shocking, but I, 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 don't, I, I know it can't surprise you either uh, because if, if we talk to his grandmother, she'll tell us he's an honor student. He did nothing wrong. It's society's fault. They didn't get enough food stamps and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I brought that up, though, to, to it's illustrative of what's going on. When you say you can't stand the woke stuff, can anyone tell me who it helps? Does it help that 17-year-old guy? Did it help society? No. So I'm so sick of these people, these moral high grounders that want to feel so good about themselves by saying they're helping your community, you're any community, you're any kid. No. You're just ruining society. And I'm so damn sick of no one speaking up. And and these politicians that just want to CYA all the time so they can keep their power. It's yes. really, really, and last but not least. On no, I, I have to step in, though. I, I'm sorry, Jennifer. I, I've got two and a half minutes left, and Frank Morano is here with me. So I have to step in. We can discuss this on Sunday night into Monday or next week. But thank you for the call. Frank Morano is here with me. Good morning again, Frank. What do you have coming up? All right, Dominic, an action-packed show as we do each and every Friday. The first hour is going to be Ask Frank Anything so people can call in with questions about whatever they're curious about or whatever they want to, you know, ask questions about. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, we're going to have a discussion about cryonics, getting frozen after you die, only to be revived later. Ted Williams did it. A couple of other interesting people have done it. And uh, we're going to be joined by a guy that was president of a company that that does this for five years and he's still a big proponent of this and a big uh, believer in it. And he's going to hopefully, I think he's going to join me for the whole hour and hopefully answer some questions that people have about this sort of thing. And then uh, a lot of us are concerned about our waistline going into the holidays and with all these birthday parties. So I'm going to be joined by Dr. Joe Galati, who uh, has chronicled what a problem obesity is for a lot of folks and what they can do to maybe turn things around. We got denunciations, got a few fun stories that I think people are going to enjoy going into the weekend. We got a lot of ground to cover. You doing anything great this weekend? Um, you know, it's a lot of chores, right? So I have <laughs> I have to get the car inspected. I, I have, uh, oh. you know, I, there's a lot of places that I need to be, a lot of things that I need to get done. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting some sleep. And uh, I'm sure I'll be able to squeeze in some revelry at some point. Let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, you literally have 20 seconds here as the show is wrapping up. Go right ahead. Yes, Dominic. Uh, uh, the correction officer got beat up. Now, that doesn't only affect him. It affects his entire family and, and his course. friends. Of course. Because I know that for a fact when uh, and, my father's And, and it emboldens the animal that, that beat him up. Right. You but know, what, he, what, get, he gets credibility at Rikers because he beat up a, a CO. He made him lose 10 teeth. I, I've got to step in there, Mike. I apologize. I'm just completely out of time. I, I would have loved to have uh, gotten Frank's uh, reaction to this. But, folks, you want to keep it right there because Frank Morano, I'm passing the baton to him right now. He will keep you engaged, entertained, and informative with the other side of midnight. Uh, you can call in to Frank. I will be back. I want you to have a great weekend. I will be back on Sunday evening at midnight right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.